Welcome to AUKUS Amplified from the American Association of Hip and Knee Surgeons, advancing hip and knee patient care through education, advocacy, research, and outreach. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AUKUS Amplified podcast. My name is uh, Brian Springer. I'm an orthopedic surgeon at Ortho Carolina in Charlotte, North Carolina. I am also the current president of the American Association of Hip and Knee Surgeons, and more importantly, have the great honor of serving as the guest moderator tonight for our AUKUS Amplified podcast. We're really excited to share this opportunity with our members. Tonight, we're going to be discussing the Fellowship Education Improvement and Innovation Grant Program. This is new to AUKUS. We're very excited about this opportunity. We're exceedingly excited about our partnership with Zimmer Biomet to help make this happen to grow and advance all of our fellowship programs. So joining me tonight are two of my friends and colleagues, Dr. Nitin Goyle and Dr. Bill Hamilton. And I'm going to ask each of them to introduce themselves. I have a feeling they know each other as well. But I'm going to ask them, introduce themselves, give a little bit about their background. I'm going to ask Dr. Goyle to go first, if he could just provide a little bit of background and maybe also just tell us about your important role at Zimmer Biomed as well. Great, Brian. Thanks for the intro. And yeah, I, I do know Bill very well. So um, um, it's a pleasure to be joining both of you today for the podcast. So my background is I'm a board certified orthopedic surgeon trained uh, in Philadelphia. I was in Philadelphia for about 10 years, did medical school residency and fellowship there at the Rothman Institute and started in clinical practice at the Anderson Orthopedic Clinic in Alexandria, Virginia in 2011. My career kind of took a different path in 2015 when I founded a company around connecting patients and providers through a care experience. And through a series of kind of unforeseen events, I sold that company to United Health Group and took a role there leading virtual and ongoing care delivery in 2018. And I took a role at ZB as kind of a, a long title. It's the Chief Science, Technology, and Innovation Officer. But essentially, my role is I lead R&D across our product segments. So that's hip, knee, sports, extremities, trauma, our cranial maxillofacial business, as well as our technology data solutions business. That's one part of what I do. I work heavily in business development, identifying companies uh, that we want to partner with, distribute, technology score, or acquire. And then lastly, I, I lead our medical education and clinical research department. But I, I joined Zimmer Biomed about a year ago, and it's been fantastic. I'll, I'll pass it off to Bill. And you still find some time to throw in a few hip and knee replacements, if I'm right. Is that correct? Yeah, it's tough. Um, I'm uh, <laughs> still in clinical practice about a, a basically a week. I alternate between being in the office and being in the operating room at either our hospital or our surgery center. But it's, it's hard to leave what you train for two decades of your life doing. And I'm passionate about it. I'm passionate about my patients. And just like both of you guys on the phone here, uh, I just love do, doing what we do. Yeah. Well, I think that's great. And I think everything that you've done and everything that you've accomplished and still remaining clinical practice dovetails so nicely with your role as a clinician, your role at Zimmer Biomed and everything that went into helping to start this education grant. So thank you very much for being here. Bill, I'm going to turn things over to you. You wouldn't mind sharing with us a little bit of your background, both in clinical practice and your role with AUKUS as well. Yes, I'm an orthopedic surgeon practicing in hip and knee replacement. I practice here in Alexandria, Virginia. 
at the Anderson Orthopedic Institute. And I'm also the fellowship director here and had fellowship education as part of my career ever since I started 20 years ago. I also currently chair uh, what's called the Focal Committee for the AUKUS organization. Focal it was a committee that was basically started during the pandemic, and it grew out of the pandemic shutdown where we started a committee that focused on fellow education, and we started a series of webinars that helped to kill some downtime, but also enhance fellow education through our, our the members and expertise that we have in the organization. That has since grown into with a variety of responsibilities, all focused around fellowships, fellowship organization, fellowship education, how can we make it better? So that not only is a, a focus of mine at home, but it now is with uh, AUKUS organization. Oh, thank you. And your, the, the growth of Focal has just been unbelievable to watch. And you and your committee have done a phenomenal job towards enhancing fellowship education. I remember when it started, obviously, during the shutdown, we didn't have anything else to do. So we were putting on and then listening to all these incredible webinars from all these you know, thought leaders throughout the country. And then it's just, you know, expanded uh, resources and curriculum, which we'll touch base on in a little bit. So thanks for that introduction, Bill. And I want to turn things back over to you. And, you know, as we start to talk about this fellowship education improvement and innovation grant program, maybe could you share a little bit about what in your mind led to this partnership between Zimmer Biomed and, and industry? You know, what was kind of the igniting factor that said, you know, hey, we really want to be involved in this. Obviously, Zimmer Biomet always has been a phenomenal partner, both to AUKUS and to resident fellow education. But this really kind of, you know, codified it all together. So I'd be kind of curious from your perspective, your thoughts about this grant program. Yeah, of course. I think for over two decades, Zimmer Biomet and AUKUS have shared an interest in advancing fellowship education, advancing resident education. When I took my role a year ago, I honestly thought about what I wanted to do in the industry, what I wanted to do for our field. And education was a big part of that. I mean, where I came from, from my fellowship, what I did with my instructors and what I did with my fellows is really what led me to where I am. And I felt like I needed to be a part of giving back to that structure in a meaningful way. I felt like there are, there were ways in which it was happening where different organizations were supporting education throughout the industry, but I felt like AUKUS was positioned to do it best. And after the deferred prosecution agreement in the 2009 timeframe, I think that most of the industry went to not funding fellowship programs independently. And AUKUS probably never took on that role at that time because it was early in AUKUS's life cycle. And ultimately, I just felt like AUKUS it made sense for AUKUS to play a role in not only funding the programs, but advancing standardization of the curriculum, making sure that we're functioning at a similar level, whether you're at the Anderson Clinic in Alexandria, Virginia, or at somewhere in Utah or somewhere in California. And, um, and ultimately, there's, there's this focus on not only diverse patient populations, high-risk patient populations, and then the fact that our field is evolving so fast, I mean, you, you both know this, I mean, and I, I mean, I see it even within the industry, I mean, the, the speed at which we're rolling out technology is, I mean, it's significant from uh, mixed reality to robotics to data driving our care. 
I mean, it's a lot to keep up with. And I, I want to make sure that, you know, as a practicing orthopedic surgeon, it's hard to keep up with. And then to make sure that our fellows see it, understand it, and know what to do with it is so critical. And so, that, I mean, those are those my goals. I know that's a, that's a mouthful. But the bottom line is standardize the fellowship curricula, support fellowships, and really focus on these core areas that I mentioned. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. That's, you know, I think so impactful for what so many of our fellowship, you know, programs are, are trying to do. And, you know, maybe along those same lines, Bill, you know, sometimes we see, you know, we get a lot of inquiries from people wanting to start fellowship programs or fellowship programs that are relatively new in their, you know, in their life cycle. And they, they reach out to a lot of more mature programs like yours and other programs, you know, trying to figure out how to put it all together to make it work so that their fellows have the best educational experience. And maybe you can kind of just say, you know, you can talk a little bit about what Focal has done more recently to try and help really all programs, mature programs and and startup programs with some of the resources that you guys have put together. Yeah, I mean, I think this is, it's a great point. The fellowships in adult reconstruction have really grown recently, especially like in the last five years, there's 22 new programs that have come online. There's 40 new fellowship positions just in adult reconstruction alone. So we're matching more and more people. And these programs are starting up each year. New programs start all around the country. And it's not that easy to start a fellowship program. When I came to our fellowship, it had been in existence for 15 or 20 years. And so there was already a template in place. But imagine if you're starting a new fellowship from scratch. It's harder than it looks, to be honest with you. There's a lot of moving pieces. And it's a big responsibility. Not, these fellows aren't just to come in and do your work. I mean, we have a responsibility to educate them and give them a great experience to enhance their education and send them out in the world as competent and, and educated adult reconstruction surgeons. So our committee has tried to at least put some meat behind the organization of, of the fellowships. AUKUS, along with the Hip and Knee Society, now oversee the adult reconstruction match, which they have for several years now. But with that, we've been able to uh, gain some organization. Not only are we, are we monitoring statistics like demographics, and we're able to collect some information that's helping us know, okay, who's applying, where are our strengths and weaknesses, where are these applicants coming from, and what's our diversity, which is something that's really big in, in our organization that we want to improve upon. But the fact that we oversee the match has allowed us the opportunity to try and organize fellowships so that they're providing a better educational experience. Our initiative is at, in its infancy. Uh, you might imagine, I can imagine, because I've worked with orthopedic surgeons in my own fellowship, if we try to get the five or six of us to agree on how to educate fellows, we struggle. Imagine how it will be getting 200 programs nationwide to agree. So we know that there is a, a fair task in front of us, but if we can simply give some structure, provide some guidelines, maybe some rules, and even put some recommendations behind how to develop a curriculum. You know, how do you educate fellows over the course of a year? What do you teach them? Uh, how do you structure journal clubs and M&M conferences and all those sorts of things that go into it? We'd, we'd like to see all of the fellowships have some common uh, structure so that when a fellow goes to Kansas or Boston or, you know, San Francisco, they're getting a similar uh, educational experience. So that's really uh, what we're trying. I think it's probably a years long effort, but we've gotten the support of the organization. I think that Niffin's uh, supported and Zimmer Biomet will only help 
in, in making it stronger. Yeah, no question. And I think, you know, the resources are up, right? They're on the website that people can look at. I think it's important to know it's a living document, right? It's going to change over time and be added to. And I I love what you said about, you know, how AUKUS is now looking at, we're collecting demographic information on the match. It's in, you know, it's important to understand, you know, how do we make our fellowships more diverse? How do we make them more accepting to everybody that wants to come into this important field? And I think that's really how I look at this grant as being maybe different. I think in the past, you know, it was more about just giving programs money. And that was kind of really what it boiled down to in its simplest form. But this, I get a sense from everything that you've done at Zimmer Biomed is this is really kind of a more a more pointed grant. So maybe just kind of touch base on or expand on what the goals are, what you'd like to see in the programs that are applying for this grant. Yeah, I just want to comment on something Bill said. Bill, we usually agree. Number, I mean, come on. <laughs> come on, <laughs> I'm just joking there. But I can tell you the amount of, if we're deciding something as simple as, I don't know, whether to see a patient at four weeks or six weeks, there's massive discord and it's hard to get, I mean, it's hard to get any agreement on anything. So I couldn't agree with what you just said more. The other thing, Bill, you made a great comment. You know, just being a ZB over the last year, I've had the opportunity to visit many, many programs around the country internationally. And, you know, there's, I see a lot of programs that either have just started a fellowship or say that they want to, or will be starting in the next, you know, year or two. And I, I, you know, many of these programs, have huge volume, have great clinical diversity in terms of their patient populations and the complexity of their patients, et cetera. But what you said, it's so real, which is like our programs like our program, programs like your program, Brian, and many other programs out there have been around for a long time. Yeah. And it takes so much effort to get that base to, you know, how do you educate appropriately? And I mean, it goes into even recruitment. When we recruit surgeons to be faculty, we recruit for diversity of thought. And if you don't have that diversity of thought, well, that's okay. You just need to, it is important. It's on us to make sure that our fellows have the benefit of some sort of curricula to get the diversity of thought, right? To understand the different ways to treat problems. And that, hey, you might be at, you know, one institution, but you're going to have a hundred institutions worth of background there on how to treat specific problems. And so I, I just wanted to kind of hit on that, Bill, because I thought it was so important for why programs like what you guys are doing with Vocal is just so critical to advancing fellowship education. Absolutely. I think that's a great point. And I think to your point earlier about what differentiates this from just industry, just kind of giving money to a program, right? You talked about the diversity of thought, the diversity of exposure to technology, robotics, AR, VR, you know, things along those lines that, frankly, some of us have been in, you know, practice for a long time are sometimes a little, you know, hesitant to embrace. But we certainly see the younger generation of residents and fellows coming in wanting to be a part of this. And one of the things that I've learned as a, as a fellowship director in, in teaching fellows is it does take some financial commitment and some resources to the fellowship program. And it sounds like this is really going to be an opportunity to help enhance that opportunity for our fellowship programs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you referenced the technologies and, you know, I previously said mentioned, you know, how to manage higher risk patient populations, diverse patient populations and, and developing the curriculum around that. And then it, it goes even into the site of care changes. You know, you think about what's happening in arthroplasty today compared to 15 years ago and 
where those procedures are done. There's such a massive shift in our world in these areas that, you know, I, I keep on coming back. It's on us to make sure that folks coming out are educated appropriately on how to manage that. How do you determine the, the safest patients to take to an outpatient facility? And when should you do those patients as an outpatient? And, and you know, site of care, the technologies, high risk, uh, high risk patient populations, diverse patient populations, I'll speak to areas that, you know, Zimmer Biomet would like to really support innovation around, understanding around, education around. Fantastic. And Zimmer Biomet's always been a tremendous supporter, not only of AUKUS, but its fellowship programs. Are there other areas that Zimmer Biomet's involved in, in fellowship programs? Maybe not even just adult reconstruction, but just in general, where do you tend to focus a lot of your attention from an educational perspective? No, absolutely. We've been collaborating with well, with institutions like AUKUS for a long time as it relates to education. I mean, as an example, currently we're supporting on the Shoulder and Elbow Society, the ASCS in a similar format around advancing fellowship education in shoulder and elbow surgery. We've been very honestly publicly supportive and of programs that support diversity in medical schools through a program called uh, Nth Dimension. Since over the last, I think, decade and a half, we've been supporting Nth Dimension in a meaningful way. And that's really just supporting bringing people of color, minorities, women into medical schools and supporting the curriculum there to bring those folks forward. Now that's great. And Bill, I might ask you along the same lines, you mentioned some of the other things that AUKUS does to support, you know, fellowships with the demographics, but it, there's other programs. Well, AUKUS has been involved in Nth Dimension as well, but other ways that AUKUS provides uh, mentorship as well for residents and fellows. Yeah, there's a number of different things that are starting and developing as, you know, over, especially over the last few years as AUKUS has become more involved in the fellowship program. There's now a mentorship program for minorities that's gotten off the ground. There's a, an organization called the Young Arthroplasty Group, which has become a very strong committee in AUKUS. It has a, a lot of young surgeons who finished fellowship uh, with a number of initiatives to help support young surgeons in training. We have a number of initiatives in our own committee to include things like the Journal of Arthroplasty Mentorship Program, where we're taking young surgeons and, and helping them become better reviewers for the Journal of Arthroplasty, which is the official journal of AUKUS. And one of the big ones is the Women in Arthroplasty Group. They've done a lot of things to help support young women as they venture into this career, you know, because women are greatly underrepresented. And, and I, a lot of us in our organization want to change that. And they're doing great things with that committee. So I really like a lot of what AUKUS is doing to help improve not just diversity, but the strength of our of our entire membership. Yeah, it's really been incredible to see over the past period of time that the growth in the diversity and within the membership and within the various committees and seeing AUKUS so committed to that really important aspect. And, you know, have done a great job, have a lot of work to do. I think we'd all agree with that. And I think grants like this are going to go a long way towards doing that. So well, and I'm looking, for, you know, the, one of the things that we've done as we developed the grant application, you know, we're using this to try and kind of push that initiative forward. So as the application was developed by a committee within AUKUS, we looked at, okay, if you're going to get this grant money, then you're going to have to follow some of our guidelines, which include things like diversity and making sure that, that you're following the basic tenets of, of fellow education that we've laid out. And, you know, hey, are you setting a curriculum? 
Do you have the proper faculty to fellow ratio? Are you providing the right number of cases? Are you treating your fellows well? All things that we all agree should be part of fellowships, but this grant is going to help maybe be the carrot to help fellowships maybe get in line. So that's one of the reasons I'm excited about the grant. Not only am I hoping that our fellowship gets the money, uh, but <laughs> that um, but that it helps everyone say, okay, hey, listen, how can I be a better fellowship and how can I treat my fellows better and educate them better? So I think there's a great opportunity there. For the record, Bill Bryan and I are not on the committee selecting sure. uh, which fellowship Great program uh, receives the grant, <laughs> just for the record. Absolutely. Yeah. This is an independent committee, but I will I will put a plug in for that committee that's done a great job, you know, formulating the application process. It's very thoughtful. It really, you know, having filled it out myself really makes you think about how you need to change and structure your fellowships, you know, moving forward. And I think I think every fellowship program is going to benefit you know, from this, this was a, this was a tremendous grant, you know, from Zimmer Biomet, you know, it was $1.25 million that we'll be able to distribute across programs that can demonstrate that they're actually doing this in their fellowship. And selfishly, I just kind of hope that this is just kind of the first domino to fall with industry. Cause I, I do feel like AUKUS is a great representative of, of fellowships and can really help push a lot of these initiatives forward. So you know, I'll give you just kind of the last word comment and, you know, just from, from everybody at AUKUS and all of our fellowship programs, we really can't thank Zimmer Biomed enough for this, you know, unbelievably generous grant and that this will just continue to be an incredible partnership moving forward. Thank you very much, Brian. We are as excited as you are. And I just want to say thank you to Bill. Uh, I mean, for the work you've done with Sokol, I think it allows our grant to dovetail nicely into it. You know, even something as small as developing that application that really pushes the programs to think about the things that we've mentioned. So thank you very much, uh, both of you. Yeah, absolutely. And Bill, kudos to you. If it wasn't for your foresight to be able to put this together during the stressful time of COVID, I think, and then build it moving forward with the webinars and the resources in the curriculum, I'm not so sure that it would have maybe caught the eye of Zimmer Biomed and hopefully other industry partners moving forward. So you know, kudos to you for all the work that you've done on this as well. Well, much appreciated. We've had uh, tons of support within the AUKUS staff. They've done just an amazing job. And also looking forward to seeing what happens kind of in, in the next stage. You know, I know there's been industry wants to support fellowships, but where is this going? I'm kind of interested to watch, but hoping that whatever happens that, you know, we can get the money to support the programs to really support fellow education because it's really an important thing. Absolutely. I think it's, yeah, really exciting. We're just at the tip of the iceberg here with what we're going to be able to do with you know, with fellowship education, and we wouldn't be able to do it without our industry partners like Zimmer Biomet. So I want to thank you both for taking the time to have this discussion tonight and to really emphasize the importance of this fellowship education improvement and innovation grant program uh, from Zimmer Biomet. I hope everybody that is listening will take the opportunity to go to the website, to look at the application, to look at the focal resources for fellowship programs and Please feel free to reach out to any of us at AUKUS if you have any, any questions or anything we can do to help facilitate the process. So thank you very much both for your time tonight. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for AUKUS Amplified. Visit AUKUS.org to learn more about how members of the American Association of Hip and Knee Surgeons educate, advocate, investigate, and perform humanitarian outreach in the field of hip and knee replacement surgery.